Welcome to the Author's Podcast with Lisa Newton. Writing a book is a dream for many people, and in today's society, it has become easier and more important than ever. If you are an expert, speaker, coach, or an authority in your field, having a book is the new business card. It can increase your credibility, enhance your status, and make you the go-to person in your field. Opening doors and bringing a flood of opportunities straight to you. You can increase your fees and start choosing the clients you really want to work with. The Author's Podcast Show with Lisa Newton is designed to inspire, educate and inform you, both entrepreneur and individual, on how to write a book, as well as writer's tips and strategies on how to actually get that book written. On today's show, you learn more about how to write a book, including writing ideas, marketing, and how to succeed in getting a book written. Here we go with the author's podcast, and here is your host, Lisa Newton. Welcome everyone to the 16th episode of the Authors Podcast. Today, my guest is Pamela Foland. Pamela grew up in Plano, Texas. She graduated from the University of Texas at Dallas with a Bachelor of Science degree in biology and a minor in business in 2005. Her love of animals started at a very young age. As a child, she was constantly bringing home stray dogs and injured birds. As an adult, her love of animals has only grown stronger. Pamela has worked in numerous pet hotels as a dog trainer and is certified to teach pet first aid and CPR. All her experience with pets culminated four years ago when Pamela found and raised an abandoned litter of day-old kittens. Not able to part with any of these now grown babies, Pamela enjoys going home to her little munchkins every night. This experience gave Pamela the inspiration for her series debut, Megan's Munchkins. And there are three so far in the World Series. So the first one, Megan's Munchkins, is what's hidden in the darkness of Megan's closet and its kittens. And this is the story of the four abandoned one-day-old kittens. Pamela will always have a special affinity with Megan because of their shared experiences. She truly believes there are a few experiences in life more compelling than saving the life of another being. So on the line, I should have my guest, Pamela Foland. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Pamela. So, um, Megan's Munchkins then, that's the title of the series. And where did the name Megan come from? It was an idea that I had uh, as part of the series Megan's World to put myself in a teenager's body as far as what would I have done if this had happened to me when I was 13 years old. I was grown and had my own place when I found and bottle raised the four kiddies that I still have today. But um, I thought it would be a good idea to write a series to teach children in a fun adventure 
type manner the actual responsibility and qualities it takes to have a pet using real details. So I started writing the book actually without a name for the character. But then um, as I started developing more and more of my alter ego's personality, giving her lots of my own traits, the name Megan just kind of started appearing on the page and it stuck. Oh. Okay. I like I like the name Megan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so it's it's interesting then. So you're saying like it's it's almost like your alter ego. So you've almost encompassed yourself into uh th- this character called Megan. That's that's quite fascinating, really. Yes, because all the all the experiences that Megan has in the book series are all based on real life experiences that I have and real pets that I've encountered oh, through my. my own household or through the pet hotels I worked at. Yes. So tell me about that. A pet hotel. I've, 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 I don't I don't think I've ever heard of a pet hotel before. It's a boarding facility for dogs and cats and birds. And I remember many a bird and hamster, guinea pig, rabbit. We kind of took care of it all. But we watched the pets in a big facility while their parents were out of town. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Okay. And how did you you get into that then? So, I I mean, I know you you said as a child you was constantly bringing home stray dogs and injured birds. So did you live in, you know, a part of the world where there was a a lot of wildlife in that kind of sense? Well, I I lived in Plano, Texas, which is just north of Dallas, Texas. And um, in the spring, we have lots of thunderstorms and wind that would always knock down uh, baby birds from the trees. So I would see the hatchlings on the ground and want to pick them up and raise them. And it it wasn't filled with wildlife per se. It was a normal subdivision. And you would see the dogs that got out of the fences. And of course, I wanted to help them too. And have you, like, ever, have any of them ever, like, attacked you, or have they always just been quite nice? No, if uh, they didn't want my help, they would usually just run away as opposed to coming towards me. They were more afraid of me than I was of them. Okay, right, excellent. So, um, so you you still got these kittens. So where where exactly did you find them then? I was walking my dog around the block where my house is, and as we were walking, I heard meow, meowing, mm. and it started off soft and it got louder and louder, and I stopped and it was like I hear kitty meowing and my neighbor who was with me said oh there's you know while there's feral cats all over the place it's just one of them's having a fight or something i'm like no this is a baby and so i listened and kind of followed the sound 
and there was a row of bushes or a hedge along the side of this one house and pushed up under the hedge was a beer box that contained these four tiny day-old kittens with their umbilical cords still on their stomachs. Oh, gosh. Gosh. So, so you see these four kittens and then you, what, what happened then? What did you do? Well, I, I picked one of them up and because I'm trained in pet CPR and first aid, mm -hmm. I could tell just by pulling the uh, fur and skin back on the back of their neck that they were dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately scooped them up and said, okay, we're going to take you guys home and figure out how to get some fluids in you. Mm. And I just carried them home. So you, you nurse them back to health. Wow. And what, why do you, what makes people, you know, if you've got kittens and, you know, you, you can't look after them, what makes, do you think, makes people just abandon them, you know, in a, in a, a box on, in, in a bush somewhere? Why don't they take them somewhere like RSPCA we have in the UK, you know? I really, I really don't know. It was semi-obvious to me that this was like human facilitated. It didn't appear that the mother cat had purposefully mm. put her kittens in the box. It seemed like a humans, you know, picked them up, put them in there and then stuffed the bush out of sight, out of mind type thing. So I'm not sure if it was a unwanted litter that the cat got out and got pregnant or what, but it breaks my heart to see any pets turned out for one reason or another. Mm. If I had the room, I'd save everybody at the shelter. <laughs> <laughs> and the book with Megan, how does that story go? How does Megan find the, the four kittens? So I have Megan find the four kittens in a very similar way uh, that I did. She's walking home from school and she hears meowing coming from the bushes and she follows it and she finds the four babies. And she knows enough about pets that she know also knows that they need feeding. They can't be left there. And Megan is not your typical 13-year-old girl. She isn't interested in clothes and makeup and boys like many of her friends are. She has begged her parents for years to let her have a pet. And so she, when she finds the four kittens, she is determined to prove to her parents once and for all that she is responsible enough to have a pet of her own. Okay, I see. And who would you say the book is aimed at? So I know Megan's 13. The The series, the Megan's World series is aimed at, is it, is it eight to 13 year olds or what kind of age group? I'm sorry? What kind of age group is the Megan's World series aimed at? It's a middle grade book series aimed at children eight years old to 13 years old. Okay. But I have pet loving adults that love reading the book as well. Right. And is it is it illustrated too? Or 
trying to get that. No, there's no illustrations in the books. Okay. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with me, your host, Lisa Newton. You can email me, lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And remember, we have the Inner Circle, which is for writers just like you. And you can join us at writerbook.net. So, listeners, if you're just tuning in, I am talking to Pamela Foland. Pamela is from Plano, Texas, and has written a series of children's books i say children's but it's middle grade aged 8 to 13 years and it's about i'd say almost pet rescue so the series is called megan's world series and the first in the series is megan's munchkins where megan actually finds four abandoned kittens and takes them in and looks after them based on pamela's real life experience so pamela you at what point then? So you've been doing this since you were a child, you know, like rescuing pets and working in the pet hotels and, you know, learning how to do first aid and CPR and things. So at what point when you're doing this, do you think, you know, I really ought to write a book about my adventures and, you know, my experiences of rescuing animals? At what point does that come along or is it something you've always thought you'd like to do? Riding has been a lifelong hobby for me. I've always enjoyed writing stories and uh, using my imagination in that avenue. Um, In fact, I wish if I had known back when I was working in the pet hotels what it would uh, lead to, I would have been keeping a much more detailed journal of what all the pets quirks and characteristics were Mm -hmm. than I did because I didn't keep any journal back then and but it was really uh around the time of my dog uh two and a half years ago Sonny my first Shizu uh passing away from liver failure that I really turned to writing as a way to help me through the grieving process Mm -hmm. and that's what drove me to finish Megan's Munchkins, which I had started before his passing and then decided I needed to finish it and I needed to get the story out in the world so that people could hear it. Yeah. And what 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 is it about... Um what is the, the 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 key thing behind the the book the message that that it shares is it taking care of pets or so much that you know not to abandon pets what would you say is the key kind of theme the key message i think i think you could take away a number of messages for it the key my goal in mm. writing it was for the children to learn uh, through Megan's own experiences that uh, one, the responsibility and effort that it takes to take care of a pet, that it's not just a weak hobby or a interesting thing to do for a summer. It's a long-term commitment. Mm. But then in the series, they also learn about that responsibility and honesty and kind of growing up through mm. watching Megan. Yeah. Yeah. They say, you know, um, 
pets are good for children to teach them the responsibility and to also you know show empathy for looking after another living thing right and i i say this as someone who's never had a pet before (laughs) (laughs) not even a goldfish a budgie nothing never had anything but um yeah it's um it's nice to see i when when you you see people with their animals you can see how much that how very therapeutic they can be as well you know yes when you've got an animal around you you were listening to the author's podcast with lisa newton please do subscribe to like and share this channel okay so what was the first steps you took then when you, you thought, okay, I'm going to write this series? Because you mentioned, you know, you didn't keep a journal and thinking back now, it would have been a good idea because you could have remembered some of these stories more to, um, or real life experiences rather more to turn them into a story. So what was the first step you took when you thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do? It started off of just a single story about Megan finding and raising the kittens and uh, putting it in a teenager's perspective of I'm going to raise them in secret and keep them hidden from my parents so that I can earn permission to have a pet because my parents don't think I'm responsible enough. So that one thread of a storyline I had from the very, very start, and that stayed true. It was then developing the character of Megan and all of the other supporting characters in her world that made me decide, I think I can, I think I can do something good with this series and teach children not only how to raise kittens, but how to pet sit animals and how to care for other pets beyond the four kittens that Megan had. So then I started just writing down outlines and ideas for the future books in the series. Okay. And how many, or, you know, you can't always put a number on it, but do do you have a a number in mind for the series? I don't have a final number. I have 14 books outlined right now for the series. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And when you mentioned, like, characters, um, because writing fictional work is is different from writing um, non-fictional work. Because, like, you, you mentioned character outlines. So, aside from Megan, do, do any other characters feature prominently within the books? And how do you, you know, sort of decide who they are and, you know who's going to be in there do do, do you have people in mind and you think when you meet people you'd be good in my book and and, you know how does that work well well uh in in the three megan's books that are out and especially in megan's munchkins the first one when megan is dealing with this enormous secret that she's keeping from her parents and the strain of raising for newborn kittens i put into the book that she had an older brother that she's very very close to so he's one of the first people she confides in that hey i found these kittens i'm raising them i'm going to convince mom and dad i'm old enough for a pet and she kind of explains her plan to him and gets his approval and promise to not tell the parents 
and and then I have her have a best friend Jill that appears in all of the books as well and her best friend Jill it's kind of one of those uh, opposite attract type friendships that I'm sure everyone can relate to uh, they've known each other since kindergarten but as they've matured they're still friends but Jill is more interested in clothes and boys now she's thinks the kittens are adorable but she can't understand why Megan doesn't want to go watch the baseball games and participate in all the junior high activities okay and is there an element of that in your own personal experience did you have a best friend and <laughs> just where, where does the where do you draw the line you know like the fiction and the the real character I'm always fascinated every character that I've created aside from Megan is a mixture of people and that I've met across my life I've had many friends that have come and gone from my life that some of them were exactly the same and some of them were the little polar opposites like Megan and Jill and I thought putting Jill as a kind of opposite would make it more relatable to my target audience because most girls when they start reaching 12 13 years old they are more curious about boys and clothes and makeup than Megan is and than I was at that age You are listening to The Author's Podcast with me, your host, Lisa Newton. You can email me, lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And remember, we have The Inner Circle, which is for writers just like you. And you can join us at writerbook.net. So if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Pamela Foland and her series are called Megan's World. It's the Megan's World series and there's three books so far. Megan's Munchkins, Megan's Pet Sitting Adventure and Megan the Pet Whisperer. And you can you can find more about Pamela Foland on her website, pamelafoland.com and Foland is F-O-L-A-N-D. So we're talking um, Megan's, Megan's series then, the Megan's World. So if, if there's someone out there you know Pamela thinking yeah you know I've kind of got an idea and um, this sounds great and you know I just love the way you've you've made it happen you've used your real life experience you've mixed it with some fiction and you know now you're well on your way and you've got an idea for 14 different books and now you're on a roll you know what what kind of advice do you have for people you know was was you able to do this you know on a full-time or part-time basis how did you find the time you know how, how, how did you get going, you know? I started off reading everything I could about publishing, listening to any webinar that I possibly could to learn the business because I'd been in pet hotels. I was working at insurance agent's office at the time as a customer service representative. So this was all in the evenings and weekends 
around my full-time work schedule that I was trying to learn as much as I could while also finishing Megan's Munchkins. And after learning about the publishing industry, I just decided I was going to self-publish it through CreateSpace and Amazon. Okay. Would you say that um, everyone can write? Because sometimes it, it stops people. They're like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can do it. What would you say to those people in doubt? I think if it's if you're writing about something that you really know and love, that the book's going to be something that's very fun and easy for you to create. Um, I know if I was trying to write about something I'd never done, it would be much, much harder for me to enjoy it. I think enjoying it is the biggest part of the whole thing, enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And at home at the moment, so you've got four cats. Is, 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 there, is there anyone else there as well? Do they get a feature in the book? Because I can see here that, you know, you've, um, one of the books um, features a monkey in there. Is that right? Uh, yes. Monkey? You don't have a monkey, do you? No. And I've actually never cared for a monkey, okay. but I've always been fascinated by them and wanted to. <laughs> So, uh, so just just the four cats. I say just. That's I'm sure that's more than a handful. I ha yeah, I have the four kittens. I have another cat that I rescued, a uh, Shizu mix, and a bunny rabbit. Oh wow! And and do they all get along? They do. Yes. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> good. That's good. Um, and are you yourself? Are you uh uh? avid reader at all do you read a lot of fiction non-fiction or or do you not yes i read anything and everything that i can find especially now trying to keep up with the publishing industry and what other fiction authors are doing in the children's book series world i am reading if i'm not writing okay and is it slightly different children's series, you think, you know, how do you, do you, do you market to schools? Is it, do you, do you even market maybe to the, to like the pet hotels, you, you know, as a sort of target audience? Yes, that's what I'm still perfecting doing myself is learning to target to the parents, to the teachers, to the librarians, to people that have have pets, love pets, and want their children or their grandchildren to learn about responsibility and know how to properly take care of pets. Yeah. As a matter of fact, at the last book signing I did at a local farmer's market, uh, parent, uh, parents bought the book series for their two boys because their boys had been begging them for pets and they said well you gotta learn to take care of it first mm -hmm. and so they had me sign the book series for their boys <laughs> okay 
Okay, excellent. So, listeners, if you're tuning in and you're thinking, gosh, you know, that sounds great. I want to get my hands on a copy of the book. Um, it, the book is available on Amazon, via Amazon. And if you put in Megan's Munchkins or Megan's Pet Sitting Adventure or Megan the Whisperer, the books will come up. Um, is it available on your website as well, Pamela? The webs my website does have the direct links to Amazon, yes. So the website is PamelaFoland.com. You can also connect with Pamela on Twitter. The Twitter handle is Pamela C. Foland. And on Instagram, Pamela is on Instagram as Pamela Foland. And social media being Facebook, if you look for author Pamela Foland, you'll find Pamela there. Pamela, any, um, any further departing words before we, we go? No, I just appreciate all the followers and fans I've built so far uh, that have enjoyed the series and passed the series on to others. And thank you so much for doing the interview, Lisa. Yeah, no, thank you very much. I I am always interested in, in different types of authors. And I think that um, fiction is it's, it's a big business. It's, you know, there's always people, always children, always new people coming along and different ideas for different types of books is, is quite fascinating. We, ha we had another author who um, had a a series with a real life dog as well whereby um she'd um given the dog he, he gets up to all sorts of things so i think it's you can you learn a lot um especially teaching young children through almost like parables i think they're called where they or, or fables you know but there's always like a moral or something to the story grasp it a lot more when you when you have a story be, behind um something so I, I think that's great absolutely and if it's a fun read then the children don't pick up on that they're being taught something yeah exactly and you know it, it encourages them to read as well so that's that's always a good thing always yes. a good thing brilliant well listeners i've been speaking to pamela foland uh, the website's PamelaFolan.com and the series is called Megan's World Series and it's based on a kid called Megan. Well, I say kid, she's 13. <laughs> and uh, what she gets up to with her pet sitting adventures, the pet whisperer and uh, Megan's munchkins as well. So if you, you know of any children out there, young children, middle grade, sort of age, aged 8 to 13 years maybe they've been bugging you to get a pet or something like that then uh, check out the series because um, some life lessons in there and I'd like to thank my, my author of this episode's podcast Pamela Foland for coming along and um, sharing her uh, time with us and telling us about uh, her pet rescue real life adventure series <laughs> So thank and you very much, Pamela. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you.
And listeners, I'll see you next time on another episode of the Authors Podcast. I hope you're feeling inspired. And, um, you know, as always, do get writing. Thank you. You have been listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton, sponsored by Boogles Limited. Tweet the show at Boogles underscore books, spelled B-O-O-G-L-E-Z underscore books. You can also contact your host via the email address lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And if you want to join our authors community, join the inner circle at www.writerbook.net. You have just been listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton. See you next time.